Join us on the Christian Men Unscripted Podcast, where each week we will talk about faith and family and anything and everything in between. We will talk as Christian men living in a world that has seemed to push God further and further away. What are some skills that you guys have successfully brought into your house, into your home from the job? Well, let's talk about it on this podcast. Welcome back, everybody, <laughs> to our next podcast. Today, um, on this one, we're going to talk about leadership. When I say leadership, I'm not ne- necessarily saying um, Christian leadership, but I do want to talk that about that. But I'm just talking about leadership in general in business. Like as law enforcement, we were in law enforcement. We had a lot of leaders. You were a leader. You were a homicide sergeant. You were a narcotics sergeant. You did dangerous stuff with men who would follow you. Mm-hmm. You, Seth, were in ministry as a youth pastor. So you led people as well. Me, myself, not necessarily a leader in the police department or ministry, but I do coach young men in sports. Mm-hmm. I've coached uh, athletes. I also train police officers, but I was never ne- not necessarily a leader of men per se. But I think there's something about leadership. And it's kind of hit me after I retired that it's a little different out in the corporate world. Mm-hmm. And even in ministry, it's a little different. And it's like, I know when I was in a police department, there was men that I'm like, okay, I'll go. Well, let's do it. I'll do whatever you want me to do. Mm-hmm. And then there was people I'm like, nah, man, I'm not following this dude. We're going to get me killed. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, and now in the corporate world, it's like, well, you're a leader, but I can't really tell you how I feel because you'll fire me. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, and you also subscribe to sort of a, a set of norms and standards, very paramilitary. Correct. So that is really the case. You basically right. follow orders. Right. But I, I also feel as, you know, being my age, Seth, I don't want to hear it from you, but I feel, and this is my opinion. I feel like, I know you can learn leadership from classes and, you know, and, you know, what is the, like in-service training, yeah, motivational speakers, whatever, and books. Yeah. But I think the best leaders in my opinion have been made from military, law enforcement, fire departments, Mm -hmm. um, coaches, coaches are good leaders because they're dealing with a lot of people. And then when I see like, uh, for an example, my wife and I were talking and she would, she told you guys today too, that as a teacher, she's told, if you're going to say something negative to a kid, you need to back it up with three positives. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I feel like some adults in business world do that. And for me, it's you know, it's almost patronizing. Belitt- yeah, yeah. I was going to say patronizing or belittling. Yeah, because you're going to tell me something and then go, oh, but by the way, mm-hmm. you did this good. I'm like, man, I don't want to hear that. I just want you to tell me what you need me to do and I'll do it. And if you have something good to say, say it just out of the blue. You know, hey, hey good job today. You mean being genuine? Being genuine. Yes. Mm-hmm. So yeah. as a, we'll start with you, John, as a homicide sergeant. Actually, I think as a narcotic sergeant, when you guys were kicking in doors or doing whatever you did mm-hmm. with search warrants, you really have to have these guys buy into and respect you. They don't have to yeah. like you, but they got to respect you. Uh, well, then, uh, you know, what's funny is we sort of talked about this uh, last episode about maintaining peace in the home as part of our job. Well, that is part of your job as a leader, whether it's, like you said, corporate uh, coaching. But I I will agree with you wholeheartedly that you tend to see better leaders. Doesn't mean all of them are good no. in law enforcement and military in fire departments and first responder type situations and coaches because pressure creates something kind of similar to that whole diamond thing. Right. The pressure can actually force something either to break where you end up people having leaders that are just terrible at it and they're constantly stressed out. But the good leaders have a very um, intense tendency to shine based on pressure and constant pressure and dangers. And so, yeah, I can speak to the dangerous side of things. Yep. We kicked a lot of doors, uh, wrecked a lot of cars, intentionally crashed into cars, yanking people out of cars, doing all kind of cool 
uh, high speed, low drag, whiz bang kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And, but you're exactly right. Everyone on the team, every, all the people have to know, like this guy's legitimately got my back. And by the way, if this goes bad or whatever, he knows we're trying to do the right thing. If we're all of, this is where it does kind of, uh, very quickly correlate to the Christian way of life. A Christian walk is, is if my heart is right, mm-hmm. if I'm intentionally doing this for the benefit of the community and to protect my people and to protect the people with me and they know it, they're going to follow you all day long. And that's, that's that, um, selfless attitude. If, if mm-hmm. individuals around you as a leader recognize that you care more about them than yourself, right. Then they're going to follow you to the ends of the earth. And that's how we should be. That's how a genuine leader should be. Right. I think in the corporate world, it's all about money, unfortunately, most, most often, not right. always, but I think that pressure that first responders have and that coaches have because there's pressure to win creates better leaders and more caring leaders because they have to share that load. They have to lift those people up that are actually doing the work and make sure they're capable of it and have what they need. And, and, uh, I think people see that in in a leader if they're real. Right. And how about Seth being in ministry? That's a different, not, yeah. like I found out it's a little different It's it's yeah. not what I expected. And, and if, let me, let me preface that by saying that I understand and I didn't understand. I'm like, I'm getting involved in ministry. They're going to be so nice. Every, and then when you see people let go in ministry, you're like, you just fired that guy. But I got to have understanding that that's just life and they're not trying to do it to be mean. It's just, it's not working out. And you've had that happen, I guess. And you've had both, you've been on both sides of it. So what's your thoughts? Well, it's, I'm obviously just less cool than both of you guys. Hey, you guys have the cool factor. You guys, and you guys, (laughs) I mean, I never potentially crashed into cars or anything like that mm-hmm. i wanted to but uh never did it actually oh. so because then i would be meeting yeah, someone I've, else uh, the cool part is that sometimes i've actually pitted somebody got them out of the car and they're like i just beat my pants i'm like that's pretty sweet <laughs> 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 all right sorry bro <laughs> that's funny but as it, it uh, as far as uh, ministry leadership it is different you know um and because uh, sometimes when you think about ministry you can think about it as a way that like we got to accomplish we got to accomplish you know these business goals we got to make money you know it's there's things that you have to do as a ministry to be able to pay for the the salaries that you have um and uh, you you know there's there's people involved some of them are not good at their jobs some of them are better than others and so how do you go about becoming or, or speaking to them in a way that is sincere um, it doesn't catch them off guard, but also they're aware of what's, what is expected of them. And they're, uh, know that if something doesn't happen or doesn't change, then they're going to be, you Let know, go. out, um, yeah, held accountable. But I also accountable. think that word you said sincere mm-hmm. is like, sometimes it doesn't seem sincere. Yeah. And I have a hard time and I feel like I have my, I'm a good judge of character and I can tell when somebody's sincere oh, or yeah. they're just full of it. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. Um, well, you guys are here, so what are you <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that's that. That is a, a big thing. I've experienced, you know, some great, some great leaders who mm-hmm. I knew really cared about me, and really, uh, really wanted the best for me and the ministry. And uh, that was something that was very meaningful. There's other people that are really more self focused and care more about about, you know, either getting numbers than they do about other people. And so people end up getting hurt in the process. And that's, there's a lot of ministry hurt. There's a lot of church hurt that mm-hmm. people talk about. And, uh, and a part, part of that is because of a lack of humility. Some people aren't aware that the way that they're coming off or the perspective that, that they are um, portraying onto someone else isn't the same perspective that they have or the other people have of the situation. So you have to be humble and say, 
as a leader and say, man, how, like, it looks like it's not working out with us or with this going on, or how can I help you to succeed? Or what would be Mm -hmm. the things that I can do to help you succeed here? Because if we don't change something, then either we're going to have to let you go or we're going to have to change something and you're going to have to, you're going to have to change yourself to continue to be in this role. Right. Now, as a, uh, as just, when you were talking about leadership earlier, I came across John, James three the other day and it says, but wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all, pure, then peace, loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere peacemakers who sow in peace, reap a harvest of righteousness. Now, There's that word again, though. Sincere. It's sincere, yep. right? How do you how do you love and uh, how do you love someone sincerely to let them know that they can't keep doing what they're doing mm-hmm. and still be in this role, but also understand that you're uh, you're you have to care for people. Other people are going to perceive things differently than maybe what's going on between you mm-hmm. and the other person, and so that's where other people have to be humble too and say, "I don't know what happened in that situation," but. I think that there's something that could have been done differently and you can, and, and if the leader is humble, you can bring that to them and they can re- receive it or let you in on, on a few of the things that went on. Right. I don't know if that helps clarify anything. It, it does. And I think what I, to use a biblical word, the, the word agape for love, right? You know, yeah. how to do a quick little education on that thing is that there's multiple words for love in the Bible in, in the Greek. And that, that was a newer word, that word agape, which was that selfless love. Mm-hmm. When you start talking about that, even as a leader, are you doing what you are doing, whether it's as a leader or a manager, for the benefit of the individuals, the mission, all of those things, right? Whatever the mission is, if it's uh, if it's for profit for a corporation, if it's in the tactical world or in the first responder world or whatever, you have a mission, whether it's to save lives, whatever. But if you are in a, a position of leadership, you have a responsibility to that. But are you doing that out of a genuine, what the Bible calls agape love, which means that you are doing it for the benefit of those around you who are, you are technically in service to see my, I subscribe to a system of leadership that says, if I'm a leader, that means I'm, I'm in service Mm -hmm. technically in ministry to those who work Mm -hmm. for me, if you will. And so am I doing this for their benefit, whether or not it does any good for me? That was that Mm -hmm. biblical word for love that Jesus did for us. Mm -hmm. He did everything for us out of just pure love for us, selfless when we were his enemies, right? So that's that version. That's a, that's the biggest and best possible example of what true leadership is. I'm willing to do anything and everything for you, regardless if it mm-hmm. benefits or helps me. And so that sincerity, that willingness to serve others, that's what true leadership is. And that's what true humility should be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as a peacemaker in, within the home, uh, within your family, like Corinthians talks about that, we're called to genuinely serve People you misquote the Corinthians stuff about, you know, uh, women being submissive to their husbands and stuff. But the, the real point is the husband is the leader should be submitting to Christ and willing to literally die, which includes everything mm-hmm. between waking up and getting your wife a cup of coffee to dying for her. And everything in between mm-hmm. is who you are called to be as a leader because you're following the one who did die for you Correct. and who loves you. And that's true leadership. It's always as a vessel. And it's always out of humility. Right. So both of you. As a leader, like not for your families, I'm talking about in general, families, work, ministry. We, we said sincerity, but what's another aspect that you think makes a good leader? I say selflessness. I think it goes right back to that again. Just are you doing this to serve others? Or are you doing this to serve yourself? Right. Mm-hmm. And that's the first question you've got to ask. And there's always a sense of promoting, if you will, because of the financial benefits, mm-hmm. right. you know, 
stepping into a certain position because of financial benefits, or maybe even the job is is less arduous. You know, you're working you're you're working construction and you're tired of digging holes because the boss gets to go over there and be on the phone and in the trailer that's air conditioned all the time. And so maybe you look at that aspect of it. So that might be a step. But yeah, and then in ministry, what do you think? I think it. I think it always comes down to humility. You know, humility. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, humility is is one of the. I think it, I mean it's a buzzword for me right now, but mm-hmm. it's it's something that we often lack um, right. in, in our in our serving in our desire for God to be formed in other people is that we oftentimes have this vision, which is maybe a good vision, but oftentimes we put the vision over other people. And God died for that other person and died for you and other and everyone we're serving. It's not for the vision. It's for serving God. And so the vision can serve God or it can serve myself and my ministry goals. Um, and a lot of pastors have great ministry goals. I want to be the head pastor of a church. I want to do these different things. But sometimes those goals uh, overshadow what we're actually called to do mm-hmm. as ministers to sacrifice ourselves, our lives, everything for the people around us because Jesus did the same thing for us. Yeah. Yeah, In my career, a lot of the leaders that I seen that I did not agree with, but pride, pride set in with them. Like if you couldn't come to tell them, Hey, you're wrong. I I'm telling you, this is what I did. And this is what I think is right. And they're, they will never agree with you because pride sets in with Mm -hmm. them. And those are the leaders that I had a hard time with Mm -hmm. where as me, as a coach, as a, as a, even as a father, like we talked about, like my daughter, 15 years old, came to me and told me, hey, you are jacked up, dude. You need to get some things right before, you know, and I'm like, nah, I remember walking in. I'm like, man, she says I'm this and that. I'm like, <laughs> then I'm looking at my wife. I'm like, you know what? Maybe she's a little right on that. And this is a 15 year old girl. So pride sets in and then you got to think, okay, Lord, what do you want? What is, what is, what, is, what are they telling me? Mm-hmm. So you got to let go of that pride. As a man, it's hard. Yeah. And just listen to, listen to your the people, your family, the people that are working around you. And if you can do that, I think that makes a better leader. And I see that sometimes leaders won't do that. I think that's what makes me angry, made me angry as a police officer when they wouldn't listen. And it was always your way. You're going to do it this way. And I'm like, okay, well then you are the boss. That is what you say. Then, okay. But I don't agree with it. And it, then, then that anger sets in and you're like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. But I think pride. And I also think as a leader, you need to know your people. Mm-hmm. Just like I sit down and talk with my daughter, I'll go, you know, and I'll say, hey, we'll open the Bible, I'll yeah. pray with her or whatever. And it, when we had those issues with her, I remember going into a room and praying with her and it changed everything. I mean, mm-hmm. we had these phone conversations and just talking to her and listening to her and praying with her changed everything for my family, for my daughter, yeah. for me. And I wish leaders would under, would like their like un, listen to their people more, listen yeah. and mm-hmm. talk and get to know them. Because one of the best leaders I ever had at work knew the issues I was having with my daughter and was like, no, go home. You, you just go home be with your family. Yeah. And other leaders are like, no, you're here. I don't care what's going on in your family. I don't even want to know about your daughter. I don't want to know anything about you. Right. I just want you to do your job. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well I will do my job, but that's all you're getting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. So, and I think that's why I know you as a leader in the police department, I would have loved to work for you. You know, mm-hmm. I, I didn't want to do the stuff yeah. you did. <laughs> like, you can keep that homicide stuff. But apparently, I got bad grammar anyway. I couldn't write a report. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, you got to submit reports to the district attorney for prosecution. You have to yeah. be able to write. Oh, that would be terrible. Yeah. So, <laughs> no, guys, I appreciate that. Anybody else got anything to add to that? Yeah, um, I was just going to say that as 
you know, we talk about uh, provision or providing, you know, mm-hmm. providere in Latin. <laughs> here yes. we go. Oh, here to we go. see before. Uh, I'm not even sure you're saying this right. I actually Googled it. I was like, how do you pronounce this? Uh, so I think I'm saying it right. But no, um, but when we think about providing, we often think about just money or just doing, mm-hmm. you know, just, hey, I got you everything you wanted, but I didn't give you myself. And I think that's part of leadership is we have to really give ourselves mm-hmm. over to the people that we're leading, our wives, our kids, our people in the ministry, people on, on the uh, as a police officer, you you they gotta know that you're you're with them. And if we're not if we're not doing that, if we're not saying, Hey, this is I'm doing everything with you and I'm trying to see everything beyond be beyond this, and this is why I say I say the things I say, but but we're uh, this. But I want you to know that I care about you. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know what? Um, I don't even know how how we're doing on time, but just very quickly, that's that whole. We talk about fellowship as believers. I love that that word, that koinonia word for fellowship. Mm-hmm. It's not just about the potlucks. I, oh my gosh, Alan talking about what he knew of churches, and old ladies. And <laughs> I potluck. do like potlucks. So. <laughs> hey, hey deli- if the food is delicious, although I have a weird thing in my mind where I'm like. I think these people might have like nine cats at home and they're, yeah. the cats are on the counter while they're making whatever they're oh, making. Yeah. I'm just weird enough that I'm a little apprehensive just, to eat. You know? No, I just build your immune system. Yeah, well, but, uh, That's why I like box, like <laughs> people bring a box of donuts. I'm like, I'll take the donuts. <laughs> my wife knows it too. We're at the potluck and I'm just eating what my wife brought and maybe like the one other person, even though, you know, whatever. But that, I'm poor. So I just, I'm like, all right, give me all of it. Yeah. Yeah. Where, like, you, you shouldn't know, have got involved in ministry. You're never yeah. going to be rich. Family. Let me know when your church but, is on potluck, guys. And I'll be there. <laughs> exactly. But that's the the point of fellowship has to do with uh, that individual relationship with God through Christ. And then the individual, like us looking at each other across the table, we we have a relationship because we share in common our desire to serve the Lord and be more Christ-like. And then to the outward looking mission, the fellowship is that we are together in this mission to serve others outside. Does that make sense? And mm-hmm. that's what true fellowship is for. It's sort of that common uh, project, almost like a common building project. Multiple contractors come together. The common project is to finish that building. As believers, we individually have our relationship with the Lord, and then we corporately come together and have this fellowship with the same outward mission in mind to serve others. And that's genuinely how we should be humbly desiring to serve others as leaders, even if it's just uh, the leader of the moment, which is sometimes if there's a little bit of chaos or somebody's grocery bag rips open in the store and everybody just stares at the lady and doesn't help her. Sometimes right. you got to be the leader and step up and serve. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? That makes a lot I of sense. I feel like that's yes. constantly how it's, how we're called to be. But I think even what we're doing here is that same thing. It's, it's trying to help others see that we really do want to outwardly serve um, and humbly present, you know, all the dumb crap that we've done and, and try to be better at living life every single day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the key. All right. Anything else, Seth? No, that's good. Okay. You know what? We should do a whole episode where we just keep asking Seth questions and then cut, cut them off. off. <laughs> that's, that's, that's <laughs> <great>. <laughs> like, oh, that's great. Right.